When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. My real name's Tyler, but people, my mom calls me Ty, my dad calls me Ty, my friends call me Ty. So I was just but like, you don't just... spell it that way. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I put a little eye on it to make it sexy. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm, I'm an artist, I gotta have a sexy artist name. Like, come on. It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Recording. Recording. Welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. We are chatting about sex. Typically, we talk just the two of us and we ramble about sex. Drugs. Yeah, my, my burning dick. Except this week, we're doing a little bonus episode just for you. Just sneaky little freak. Sometimes we find a really cool guest to get on the show. And this is one of those times. And I am so psyched about this. I'm out of my mind. His name is Ty Verdes. You might know him because he's blown up on TikTok with his hit song, Stuck in the Middle. And of course, my mother was the one to discover him. I discovered him in my perusing through TikTok, as you know, as the oldest living millennial. I like to find wonderful new people and skits and funny things to send to my family. And I decided to do a TikTok video using his sound and my weird face. And then I realized this is a catchy tune. It was a catchy tune, and she sent it to me. I took a listen. I ended up downloading his song, and then my mother was like, he's coming on the podcast. That's right. I love it when someone like enthusiastically says, yes, here's my phone number. Text or call me. It was unbelievable. Y- you are the oldest living millennial. Thank you. I, only you would be at your age finding people on TikTok, artists, musicians, and bringing them on the show. This guy now has the fourth most viral sound on TikTok and over 14 million streams on Spotify. He is an overnight sensation and he's a fucking unbelievable businessman. Even at the age of 24, he's got his eye on the future and he is fucking about to take over. I mean, he calls himself the young black Gary V during this podcast, and you'll see why. He ma- he makes his own path, if you will. So Rolling Stone just interviewed him. They described him as a 24-year-old 6'7 singer-songwriter who once hoped to play in the NBA. <laughs> then he said, fuck that. The kid's a very charismatic dude. We love chatting with him and hearing his whole perspective on media, sex, authenticity, and his song very much relates to relationships and fuck buddy situations dtrs and so uh we're gonna play a little bit of that song and you'll get a sense for who this kid is then we'll bring him on the show how's that sound woot it sounds fantastic you sneaky little freaks are in for a treat you know what she said to me she said 
You're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got hoes. I said, you don't know me like that. I just go with the flow. She said, you can't fool me like that. You're gonna leave me on red. I said, why don't you try me on out? I know you wanna be friends. But friends turn into sleepovers. And sleepovers turn into love. Love turns into jealousy. Hi, Veritas. Welcome to the show. Woohoo! Oh, man, this is great. I love it so much. I love it. So I found you, and I just could not get this song out of my head. It's so freaking addicting. It's unbelievable. So how did this happen? Um, this is... I, obviously, thank you so much for all the compliments on the song. It's, you know, I I wrote that song in like two hours. It wasn't. It didn't take no that long. Way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's wild. And your first place to put it was on TikTok. No. Oh yeah, actually. So I, what happened was I I dropped out of school. Came after a year and a half. I went to what Babson. school were you in? I was at Babson College. It's an entrepreneurship school, right? I was completely disengaged with my creativity, and then I also hated it. That's the other reason. <laughs> So I left school, came to LA, and then I was like, I need to do everything because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I actually actually went on a reality TV show for um, 50 days and I won 50 grand. Wow. And I, and I lived on 50 grand for my two, first two years in LA, just trying different things. I was modeling, I was acting, I uh, started my own podcast, I did stand up comedy, I did all these things. And then all the while, I would still go to like America's Got Talent and The Voice, and I would try out every year for like three years. No, didn't get past the so first. So unbelievable! Yeah. You and you and Cam have very similar trajectories, by the way. Dope! I, I love that. I wish I I wish I had won fifty grand on, on a reality <laughs> show. No, but in terms of like going to school, with, you know, for a business kind of degree, and finding out this is not my creativity. This is not what I want to do. Um, I grew up in uh, Palos Verdes, which is. I grew up in oh, two nice. places. Palos Verdes is because that's Thai Verdes. That's where it comes from. And then I also grew up in St. Charles, Illinois, which is like near Chicago. And oh. by the way, you know, we're from Chicago. That's why. That's another reason why. Yeah. That's the only I reason why you came on the podcast? This? No, no. I, I like the podcast because I was like, I did a podcast <laughs> with my mom talking about like ridiculous questions and stuff like that. So I was like, this is literally the same thing. Get the wow. fuck out of here. We yeah. did. Too bad we don't have your mom on the show right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. So I literally, um, when, when one of my podcast episodes was like going through like the fifty most would you rather's, fifty most ridiculous would you rather's. Wow, no way. Yeah, man, I, you guys got a soft spot in my heart already. Oh, oh damn, and, and vice versa. You oh, you really? co-hosted it with her. Yeah. Or it was the, just, oh, it, it, I mean, like it was just me and her. Like we were the two characters on the podcast. Get the fuck out of here! That is bonkers. It is yeah. crazy. It, it, Whoa, what a small world. <laughs> and I was on America's Got Talent. That's what she's talking about. Oh, really? What did you do on America's Got Talent? I, I, did you I, actually I, make it past funny, the producers? Funny that you asked that. 
it was a crazy clown. It definitely uh, couldn't happen. It could not really happen right now because of COVID. It shouldn't have happened back then either. But go ahead, Kim. It involves spitting into other men's mouths, and but it was like a human fountain situation. Did you get on the show? Yeah, we got through to like the quarterfinals. Wow. <laughs> See, that's you, how you know. Listen, that's how you know that your talent is better than mine because they didn't even get me past the producer. No, 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 no. That's no, how no, you no. know that they don't pick talent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's oh, so, man. okay. I want to rewind. You've been doing music your whole life? Well, th- like like I said, when I was doing those uh, auditions, I the only thing that I did my entire life was I played piano for 13 years. And like in my head, I was like, it'd be nice if I could sing too. Because then like my mom was like, you need to learn piano. One, because you'll get the ladies, and two, because it's an instrument, and that's great for, you know, the kids. And I was like, ladies, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I always, like, tried to sing, and then I did a couple performances where I did sing, and I embarrassed myself, but that's what you got to do to start off. Um, But when I came to LA, I was making trash music. Well, not necessarily trash. I think I was better than what a normal person could do. Uh-huh. But I never really worked on it. I would go to these auditions and I'd be like, oh, this is, I'm good enough. I'm creative enough. I, I have the talent. And I did, and looking back on it, I really wasn't even close to what I, it, it's not like I came to American Idol with Stuck in the Middle. I came to American Idol with like something not that good, right? So <laughs> you came with an original. I did came with, I came, came with original songs and now they're kind of going towards original music. But back then it was like, not that and my songs weren't good i couldn't sing so what i did was i sang every day for six months probably a little bit longer for an hour and a half in my car didn't go into a vocal booth and i recorded a song called something to cry about under the name tyler semicolon because i had a different name it was called tyler semicolon on spotify you can still find it and that song's actually going to be on my ep for anyone who's because i heard that song driving home and i was like i need to fucking change my name that's how good this sounds. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, oh, damn. Yeah. And then the next song I recorded was Stuck in the Middle. And then I just, and then I, I, under a new name, Ty Verdes. And I Holy was like. Holy shit. And I, it was a throwaway. I threw it on there because you need a song to have a Spotify page. So I was like, okay, this is the song. I have, I recorded three other songs in that session that I thought were better. And they still are better. Whoa. <laughs> but there's something about this song, like I said before, yeah. the, the addictive quality. But also, what was the – it's about a relationship. Yes, it's about a relationship. So I was at the, at the time, I was like literally writing about – like everything in that song. I don't write songs that I haven't experienced. And I think a lot of people that are like newer in songwriting, first of all, if you go through a really hard relationship, you get a, you're a better artist no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you second, have to have tragedy in order to be yeah, any kind of yeah, artist. Exactly, and that's and that's hard. Um, and then second, I don't write about experiences that I haven't felt personally. Mm. But so I literally took that verbatim th- things girls have said to me, and then put it in a song. So yeah, it was very so, easy. It, it's so real and authentic. Like yeah, it, it, it what's amazing. So I mean, it seems like there is this cycle you found yourself in. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's what's so catchy because the, the lyrics, it, it, it outlines the cycle of your friends. Then you, you start fucking and then you, you just the love feelings start. And then you're like, oh, shit, what is this? And then there's a fucking divorce of some sort. 
and then you you repeat the cycle over and over again. Yeah, is that <laughs> am I is that the right yeah interpretation? like like it's always you're taking a step and then you're like you're you're sticking your you're always like you're never two feet in. You're sticking one foot in, and you're like, ah oh, man, do we like this? Do yes. we? Wait, you are know? you a Pisces too? Like Cam, is this where this no, is going? No, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh well, that's sticking your foot in your mouth right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so so um, Cam, you're acting like you can relate to this. No, I can relate to step. <laughs> I I can relate to step one, and I never get to step two usually, which is <laughs> I can be friends, and then and then I usually get in my head before we can become we can have sleepovers. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know, this is a very common cycle. I think most people find themselves in, and the reason I stop. The reason I don't get to step two these days is because I've repeated that cycle so many times in my life. So is it is it something you've been finding yourself in? Well, I think stuck in the middle, well, two things. When I was working at the Verizon store, I was like, songs is it. Being an artist, this is the last destination. I tried everything else. Go to school, get a job, support your family, and we'll be happy. But nowadays, because there are so many other ways to you know, figure out how to, you know, be happy and have a support yourself. Sometimes when those decisions collide, I think people aren't that happy with, with that, um, you know, trajectory if you don't decide not to do such a safe way. Um, well, that, that is what led me to want you on the show. Yeah. When I, um, I listened to some of the things that you were saying about, you know, you're so humble and, um, vulnerable with your TikTok videos <laughs> when you're explaining like I'm about to quit my job right now you know you're literally quitting in on, your, on TikTok, and you're recording yeah. a TikTok video and ah. it's amazing though I mean the vulnerability that you that's what I love about TikTok in general because you can be mm. yourself you don't need I used to put out videos and get my hair and makeup done and do it once a week and practice for hours and I put out a TikTok video without makeup on which is huge for me because mm. I don't give a shit. And I, and those are the ones that, that I, I walk around a pool with a pool noodle calling all cougars. And those are the ones that are getting tens and thousands of views. Yeah. And the ones that you work really, really hard for get nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like I've had, I have super produced videos on TikTok, not super produced, but I'll like tell my friend with a nice camera to come over. And, and some of the, one of those actually did go do really well is, is the one about me quitting. I'm not quitting, but going and doing American Idol. But, the thing is, I have that quitting video has a million views on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I spawkers. I think that the thing about TikTok that's crazy is one, you literally don't have to try to be, um, you don't have to try to be viral if you're just doing something that is authentic. You will go viral because people will identify with with it. Stop mm. and let um, people absorb what you just said. Yeah. Seriously, because that is a I, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. That's what it is. If you're really believing in what you're saying, any you can do anything. And I think I'm like the I'm like the I'd say that there's not a lot of artists that love content creation. But I don't say that I'm in love with content creation. I just am very interested in it. Like I don't like it when an artist goes on TikTok and this is what was happening in the beginning before I started doing it. Is they'd be like, "This is my music. Please listen to it." Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. and that's an ask, right? You're you're asking something from the audience, and they're like, well, "Who the fuck are you, dog? Like, right. I don't even know yeah. you. Dog. Like, who's who's doing that?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, when I started telling my story, I've noticed other people started telling their stories. Oh, they're because copycats. It, but the thing is, that's what I want people to do. Because like, if you're if you want a chance for people to listen to your music, 
it's not it's never about the music it's about the person you know what i'm saying oh yeah and i fall in love with all the artists that i listen to (laughs) but also mimicry is the most sincere form of flattery so when someone's mimicking your style then you know you're hitting it big but also, I think that people can try to be vulnerable, but, you know, I'm pretty vulnerable. So you can try to tell your story, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it better. <laughs> I'm going to tell my story better. <laughs> I love the confidence. So, it's unbelievable. 24 years old. I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah what, what accounts for the confidence? Um, your I'm mommy. Ju- I, your I'm mother. Ju- yeah, my mom. And in the beginning, my mom in the beginning was like, was like, one, telling me I can do anything all the time. But also, um, my dad is the guy who was like so successful that I'm like, ah, damn, I have to like, I have to be there as well, you know? Oh, damn. So, so I was like, there's no other option for me. There's no other option for me. And I don't know what is, what the chip is on my shoulder or whatever that is, but like, I want to do it my way. Cause I, I could do it. I could literally, there's a, my mom, my dad um, has a car dealership in Washington. I could work there right now if I wanted to. I would die inside. Cam <laughs> did that. Yeah. I did work at a car dealership too. My brother's working at a car dealership right now. He's doing the finance yeah. side. So let me ask you something. When when you started getting found on TikTok, did, were, that, that was where you launched, right? Yeah. So I, I was getting some kind of traction with the music because that's how I knew that I was like on to some tiny thing. I didn't realize how overnight it would be. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So th- what was that like? Overnight success is an interesting story because you hear it. You hear the word and you're like, oh, my gosh, that that's not a thing. But and it's really not overnight. It's probably like over a couple months. Mm-hmm. The best part about it is when you're seeing the slow growth of it. You can kind of see exactly what's moving the needle. Like when I would post a good video on TikTok, people would listen more. When I would stop posting, people would like kind of go stagnant. So I was like, I was kind of controlling how it was still going up the entire time. But like when I posted that quitting video, when I posted the video about like using my sound, makes your videos go, um, go viral though. It made the song go do better. You you literally like spelled it out. Like, this yeah. person did it, and they got this amount of views. This yeah. per- that was just so interesting. Yeah, that's a trend on TikTok that happens when the music is usually good and people are identifying with it because they're making a trend to it or they just like the song. Right now, they're like, I, and I keep up with TikTok probably more than anyone. Like, if you guys think you watch TikTok, I watch TikTok more no, than no, anybody. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, put it this way. In our age group, you probably have me. If we're all the same, but in my age group, I got anybody over 61 beat. Probably. You know what? Probably because I doubt that there's anyone that's 61 that knows who I am right now. <laughs> Except for <laughs> me, who found Except it and said, you. I have to do this because <laughs> this guy, is, it's so cute. And so I yeah, made my yeah. face look so distorted and it was fun. But yeah, 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 I yeah. mean, you you nailed it. Yeah, and I didn't think I was nailing it at the time. I literally went down. This is what I did. I went down to my car, and I was like, I fucking lied. I was like, oh, I'm going to put this song out at if I get a 1,000 um, likes on this video. But I was going to put it out anyways. Like, you guys are going to get this song. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. I had already submitted it to streaming services. And I was like, hey, guys, should I put this song out? I asked for a 1,000 likes. It gets like 80,000. And then oh, I, wow. I sing another part of the song. And then it gets like a hundred thousand, and then it gets like a hundred twenty thousand. Like when I sing the bridge, and then when I actually put it on SoundCloud, it gets like 
10,000 streams in the first day. And the same thing happens on Spotify. And then, and then Spotify goes crazy. It gets to like 2 million streams. They put me on the face of like fresh and chill. And then I get a Rolling Stone article. And then like. Unbelievable. Goes US viral number one. And then now it's like on the global viral charts in like the top 25 or something like that. So. But you're, you're so, so when, appreciative though. I mean, the thing is like, it's just, it's so sweet to hear you being like authentically like, I don't even understand how this happened. Yeah. I mean, I am confident in my ability more now, but I was always confident. Um, hmm. And I think that you have to be, have like some sort of confidence in order for this to happen. Like if you didn't think that you could make, there's very rare cases where you don't think that you can make it and it actually happens. I, I notice this especially with musicians. All my musician friends have like, they're oozing confidence in their own music. <laughs> That's, I'll call my friend. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, what's going on? He's like, I just hit made this hit. I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, that, how do you know it's a hit? <laughs> That's dangerous. That's I, dangerous. Yeah. I so feel like, the same way. When I hit yeah. a good TikTok video, I know. If I make yeah. a TikTok video, I turn to my boyfriend. I'm like, Deez, this is going to be a, a winner. <laughs> Tam, I decided to go down a little rabbit hole on Instagram. One girl tried the intensity twice, and she ended up squirting. We're delighted to say this episode is brought to you by Poor Moi. They make the intensity. It's an intimate health and stimulation device. It looks like a vibrator. No, it's much, much more than a vibrator. I mean, it does vibrate, right? Oh, yeah. It's a great vibrator, and it looks sort of like the rabbit, you know, with the little clit stimulator. What's the difference, though? It has also the ability to strengthen the pelvic floor. It automatically exercises your Kegel muscles. Is it Kegel or Kegel? I don't know, but both of them are getting stronger. And what happens when you strengthen that pelvic floor? Well, for one thing, for me, I don't pee when I'm jumping up and down. What else happens that most people You have a great orgasm. Stronger pelvic floor. I can't guarantee that you're going to squirt, but you're going to have a much better orgasm. Because I can tell you it works. My friends, if you want an incredible USA manufactured Kegel exerciser, that also gives you a little vibrator. Pour Moi is offering you an additional $25 off of intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter code MOM at checkout. P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com and use promo code MOM to get $25 off on top of any of their ongoing promotions. Pourmoi.com, enter code MOM. So with... With artists, it's it's interesting. With TikTok videos, you can kind of tell if you've had success in the past. You can kind of tell what vein it's going to be in in the future. With what is artists, your audience? So, who is your audience? Is my it, audience? Yeah. It was interesting. I had like eighty percent guys, and now it's like sixty percent girls and thirty percent guys. Because I asked in a TikTok video, I was like, "Hey guys, this song is so cute. Fucking show a girl, and she's gonna like you." And then, oh. like, then all the girls were like, this one girl commented, the girls have arrived. And I was like, okay, you can't just say the girls have arrived. And the next day, it was like all these girls. Because you know what girls do? They share music. Guys think it's cool to be like, I'm not going to share my music taste with you. I have better music taste with you than you. But girls will be like, get in their group chat and text the song that they yeah, just yeah. found. Guys don't do that. Or less guys do that, I'll say. That's so, why I'm. I, I look at my own experience with my family. I am the one who sends out the TikTok videos. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because you're the one who's using TikTok the most. Out of <laughs> oh, my family. Yeah. Literally, I don't hilarious. even like Instagram anymore. I'm just straight up TikTok. Yeah, Forget I'm Facebook. not a big. Yep. Yep. 
So, and I've been, so I'm so happy you're on just to tell Cam this, okay? <laughs> I have been telling Cam this. He doesn't listen to me. I'm like, we have to do more TikTok <laughs> stuff. We got to do like an interactive stuff. You only, if you look at Sex Talk with My Mom's TikTok, which is growing, even though he never wants to post anything on there, it's all me saying, let's do a TikTok video and him going, no. Yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, if there's, there's going to be two types of artists, right? And you guys are artists. You're creating art with a tick, like, audio art there's going to be the a team the people that can do content and the art and the b team is the people who can only do the art well you know what i'm saying mm. so it's like you can be on the b team but you know how it feels to be on the b team it's not that it's yeah, not as yeah. fun you know that's yeah i think that's a great point let me so getting found on tiktok though is kind of this is a very new thing like yeah I, relatively i mean getting found on social media platforms for artists has been a thing for a long time. Sean Mendes started on Vine. Um, Troy Savon is on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these big names, if you go back to their beginnings, they start. Um, Ed Sheeran, when he started, he went on a fucking show that was like one of the first broadcast shows on Facebook. What about um, Justin so Bieber? It, Just Justin yeah, Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber's YouTube too. Perfect example. So, so I was going to ask you, you know, does it, does it make you concerned that you're not going to be able to repeat, repeat this process uh-huh. or this is the thing. This is the thing. I am so confident that I have so many songs that are good. I go on my live, Damn. I go on my live and play the unreleased songs. Cause that's another thing I do is I'll play the unreleased songs. Like, you know, when we were talking about giving it, asking people for something without giving something, I literally give people the whole artist project in my live and be like, do you like this? Then go follow because I'm showing you all mm-hmm. this stuff. I'm giving so much that now if you like it, you can actually go do an action and, and follow. Yeah. The least, the, the least amount of work is just to click a fucking like. Exactly. Um, but I'm, it, the thing is I'm so confident because I like the music. I don't really care if anybody else likes music, but I know that I have a really good radar for um, if a song can be you know enjoyable at least to me if i enjoy the song i know other people can enjoy it because i'm not i listen to all types of music i listen to fucking i listen to good country music if it has a good emotional storyline in it stuff like i listen to shrek mm-hmm. the musical soundtrack it's on my ipod right now do you listen you know? to willy wonka <laughs> yeah I, I mean like i can play willy wonka on the piano i was one of the first songs you and cam should do a duet together love willy wonka. <laughs> well about willy wonka he puts it on his like love list his <laughs> Seriously, I wish I was. Lo- I wish I was joking. No, it has come on during sex, and it's not. It's not the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but your confidence thing and your ability to know your own um, genre and if it's going to hit. How are you like this at twenty four years old? It's just I just I'm like listening, going. If I close my eyes, I think I'm talking to like a forty year old. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, like, I, you have to go through like. I just went through the hard knock school of life for a long, like with social media, that's what I did for a long time. Instead of going through school, because this is what happens when you go to school is that you don't get a lot of real life experience that is applicable. But I just have a lot of real life applicable experience with social media and with life in general. Would you recommend people drop out of college if they, you know, have a passion for something else, whether it be sports, music, whatever? I think it's a case by case basis. I think that you have to, it's all about knowing yourself. When I, I got put on academic probation and I was writing my letter to stay in school. It was the fucking stupidest letter. I was like, please let me back in. And I didn't believe a single word of it. 
you know? Oh. So No, it depends on the person is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. If if you have something like if you're what's the word? Marginally happy with being in school and being an accountant at the end of it and being like an accountant and you're gonna be making like ninety thousand dollars a year and you're gonna be living in Wisconsin and why Wisconsin? Yeah. I don't because I have a friend that's literally in this situation, <laughs> and and she literally called me up and she's like, Tyler, I am so bored, and I was like, You're Yeah, because you 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 picked to be an accountant in fucking Indiana. Like, what if you you like? I feel like people don't understand when you sign up for college, you're signing up for the decision for a long term. Life. Your investment is for a long-term life decision that's going to be hard to reverse from that. Like now you're going to start like I had four years to figure it out. Now when you finish and you're like 24 and you've had your accounting job for two years, and you're like, wow, I'm bored. I don't see the up. Now you have to start over from 24, which is not the worst thing. Anyone can start at any time. But it's just like you have to realize what decision you're making. I think people are saying like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You have to really think and be like, what am I going to do? What really makes me happy? It's a, You're yeah. 100% accurate. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going back to when I went to school, which I didn't even have any alternatives like, oh, go into music if that's what your passion is. My dad was like, you're going to find someone to marry and he will take care of you. Just go mm. into some helping profession like occupational therapy. And I'm like, I just want to go down and party because I don't give a shit what I'm doing. Then. I'm gonna just, I just want to go to U of I. I don't want to go to any elite school where I'm going to have to work. I just want to party my ass off. So I go to U of I down in Champaign, Illinois. I'm sure you're I know all aware of, of it. Well, yeah, one of my friends goes to U of I. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of friends go down there and party. And as a matter of fact, Cam went down there and decided it after like a week that he wasn't going to go to Stanford. He was going to stay at U of I with his friends. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but anyway, I go down to U of I. I'm partying my ass off. I'm taking woodworking and um, basket weaving, things like that for occupational therapy, even though I did not know what an occupational therapist did. Oh. You know, And I find out over the summer, I decided, well, maybe I should take a look at what they do. And I find out you're like making, you know, artificial limbs and things like that. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to touch people. I mean, exactly. I like, I'm interested in people's minds, but I don't want to touch physically people. I mean, for those who will love to do that, and there are people that love to do physical therapy yeah. and occupational yeah. therapy, that's great. But for me, it just wasn't for me. So I yeah. dropped out. And like you said, then you got wasted like a year and a half of, you know, learning how to make a, you know, a pencil holder out of wood. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think the perspective on like waste, like it's not that you wasted it. It's that you figured it out. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it takes longer for the others. Every single race is different. Um, you know, and, and that's what I, and that's what I like to say is like, if your perspective is, oh no, I wasted the time, then it's negative. But if you're like, oh, I needed that experience to figure out where I am right now. Then that's a very positive well, thing. Well, they say the average person changes careers. And this is from a long time ago. It might be 100% different now. Eight times in their life. Damn. I probably. You've yeah, already done yeah, it. Yeah, I did that. I did that very fast. And I think that's what everyone should do. I think that like if you don't know what you want to do, like if I was, if I had, if there was like a, if I was 18, again, if I could go talk to my 18 year old self, I would be like, don't you ever let your parents spend a single cent if you don't know what you do go to community college if your parents really want to go and have you get an education go to community college and go struggle through those classes get your get your random degree then transfer to a four-year so you save money if they really want you to go to college and then go do what you want because debt is the one thing that's i have no debt 
That's true. But then Absolutely. again, if you, know, you don't go to college when all the 18-year-olds go, you miss out on the best fucking four years of your life. You do. You so. do. And I think that's and I think that if you have a if you have socially are, you miss. Yeah, yeah. If you have parents that are going to pay for your college, I think everyone should go to college. If you if you're not going to go in debt, I think debt is one of the most evil things that you can put on yes, yourself as yes. a young kid. Because it limits your decisions, and you're I like, that. you're like a young yeah. Gary V for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> that's why I got on this. Show. I was like, I was like listening to Gary V every single day in the morning, and I was like, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I, when I came to LA, I, I'm still in a living room right now, like living Look at that. There. And Cam, um, Cam's yeah. in a hobbit hole. So, you know, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what about women? Women. What about women? Um, well, the girl that I talked to, that I made the song about, I don't talk to anymore. So that's good. <laughs> no, but are the women flacking? Is she aware that it's about her? Um, she, she hates or it. about that conversation. She hates it. She hates it. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, that's what, How does that make you feel? Well, I mean, it's hard to feel sad when your career is, is going so well. So you know, like, yeah. it. I do feel sad about it though. Um, like. Wait, what's wrong with it, it, it? What is she upset about? Um, because you know we were in a really like it was like a toxic relationship, and I made a song that was like stuck in the middle of the, and it was not the happiest. Like we were sad in the relationship, and then I made this really happy song about it, and she thinks that that's how I feel about this, this situation. So oh, shit, this is I have been in this right, situation. right, right. <laughs> so here's the thing: she, I have other music that is more sad that is out. But like the fact that it's this happy ass song that she's like, you think this is a joke? Like that's like the literally the epitome of like you think this is a joke. You think this is a game? And I think Dude. it's funny, but I also think it's like a little sad that she can't realize that I actually have other feelings besides this happy go lucky. Oh, we're stuck in the middle. You yeah. know, that, you, you that, might need to write yeah. a song about this. Feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have already written the song about this feeling. Oh wow! Yeah. She's yeah. gonna fucking love she's it. No, she's gonna either. hate. No, she's not gonna like it. Mom, is there anything worse than having sex with a condom that dries out and you're not able to get it in? What, the condom dried out? What are you talking about? I'm talking about a a lubeless condom. It's happened to me. And I have a solution for you. Uber Lube to save the day. Uber Lube. It's a latex-compatible lubricant made with body-friendly ingredients, silicone and vitamin E. You know what that vitamin E does, don't you? What? That will moisturize your skin. Uh, Uber Lube just seems to encompass all acts of sex. Oh, here you go. Vaginal, oral, or anal. Uber Lube offers the perfect layer between your skin and their skin. Or or your skin and your own skin. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So you got to get that. You're talking about whacking the chicken. Yeah, I'm talking about whacking the chicken. Choking the chicken. Choking the chicken. And it doesn't have any taste or smell. And yeah, you can clean it up. It spills all over the place. You probably are spilling that shit all over the place. Luckily, you can clean it up by just throwing it in the wash. What does that mean? You probably are spilling. I can see you just spilling lube everywhere. Uh, Actually, yes, that does happen. But it it doesn't happen with Uber Lube, and I'll tell you why. They have a beautiful glass bottle, and it looks like a little perfume bottle, and it has a measured pour. So my friends, if you want our favorite lube... The best lube for any type of sex. Mother and son approved. Get 10% off and free shipping at uberlube.com and enter code MOM. U-B-E-R lube.com and enter code MOM. You'll get 10% off and free shipping and you'll help support our show. That link is also in our show notes. 
lot of my songs now are just like super honest how I feel. And I think that's how it should be for artists. Like I hate when I hear an artist talk about like love is hard and I miss you so much. It's not that's, specific. Yeah. yeah, it's not specific. I think that the more specific you get in your songwriting, this is a songwriting tip for anybody who wants to be an artist, is like when I started making songs that I loved is when I started making things more specific, which you think would be alienating to your audience, but it actually makes it so that people can connect with you more because I people love are human. People are human, but also you're trying to find, you're not trying to get everybody to love it. You're trying to get like, 10 people who've been through that exact situation to really love it and then show their friends and they maybe they don't yeah. relate to it but they love the song you know what i'm saying i think this is so, the, yeah. what makes taylor swift the most popular artist right now taylor swift of, is she does the same thing crazy taylor <laughs> swift was like i don't care if you guys medium like me i'm gonna be on the radio <laughs> for 20 years that is crazy. crazy. But she writes. She, and I, I'm not like a big Taylor Swift fan, but she does seem to write about her own experiences, even you know yeah. at a very young age. And the, the fact that you just said I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't think I've met a person that's like in my age bracket that's like I love Taylor Swift. But she's <laughs> on the radio every single year. Right. With a hit. Crazy. Yeah. No, that is bonkers. I, I think the Avit brothers, I can honestly say, in case you didn't know who they are, but they're mm. literally they're songwriters. And they're mm. two brothers that write a like a diary of their of their lives. And mm. I think that's what makes them so freaking like people are obsessed with them because of that. Which is what you're doing too. Yeah, I just like my whole so the story for my whole EP, it's gonna be called Must See TV. I don't know if I'm, you guys can get that exclusive if you want it. So it's basically Ooh, like if you listen, I'm writing it down. Okay, <laughs> um, it, it it's basically if you listen from the track from track one to whatever it is track nine, it's if you press play, it'll be like watching my life break down into current day. You know, it's like wow. a reality TV show. That's what I wanted it to be like. Oh, yeah. sick! So it'll be like going from me dropping out of college to me doing some, you know doing some experimental drugs in LA to finding a girl to like being stuck in the middle to going into toxic relationship. And then the last song is um, uh, talking about like how you're getting out of a relationship and then with, while figuring out your success as a person. Are you in a relationship right now? No, no, no. I'm, Do you have more hoes at this point? More <laughs> more you can. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm quoting his song. So, yeah. So, I, being on reality TV, I was famous before. Like I was like half famous before, you know. Uh, so I've had ex- famous, yeah, half baked famous before. Like, but around colleges, I was real famous. Like people knew who I was. People mm. would like because that's where people watched the reality TV show. Was college girls would watch it. So I know what that's like, and I also know what this is like. They're very different, but it's similar, and I know how to handle myself. So there's always been girls that have been like interested in me but i also don't really like indulge like you're not into the groupies yeah i'm not super into the group the thing is it's very it's it's not the same thing as a real relationship a groupie relationship you know no matter how it starts out if they know who you are it's different so how are you meeting people now i'm i'm like i don't know what it is i used to like download and undownload dating apps so they banned me on it because they think i'm a bot also because i was on (laughs) reality tv people would say i was a catfish so oh, they would wow. ban me. So I don't really have, I don't go on dating apps like that because people would, I didn't want to link my socials because I don't really like 
showing people who I am. I like because girls when they see like a big number next to your follower page, they're gonna they're gonna treat you differently. I I never connected my Instagram, so they had no way of verifying. So I keep getting banned on all the sites. Mm. So now I just meet them in person. Oh man, yeah. Although right now it's probably hard with the. Oh yeah, so now it's nobody. Yeah, now it's very, very. Yeah, yeah, man. And then what about those experimental drugs? I was going to ask that. I was like, well, the only thing that really interested me in that timeline was the experimental (laughs) drug part. (laughs) Well, I mean, when I came to LA, I did definitely did some shrooms, did some weed, and yeah, I think that I think everyone should do like at least a tiny bit of shrooms in their life. (laughs) And why is that? One, I think that it has the ability to make you think about your entire life like we were talking about um we were talking about how people are signing up for this end game of being like an accountant for 50 years i would take shrooms and i would like think of like oh i am like a human floating on a rock doing like this is doesn't make sense like when you think of the concept of a city that we built as like we can build cities as human beings that doesn't make (laughs) sense have you seen a sky like who built skyscrapers that doesn't make sense (laughs) Right, you know, I heard so there like, can be life like on Venus. Yeah, weird <laughs> shit like that comes up. Yeah, and then you feel all, and then you just think about stuff super hard, and um, yeah, I'm just super open about it because I want other people who have like done it not to feel bad about it, you know. So that's exactly yeah. why we were asking. At least I know that's mm-hmm. why I'm I'm thinking. Of, I mean, because people don't talk. My my age group doesn't like to tell them their stories about when they do drugs but i like to because even if i had bad experiences which i've had like on acid Mm -hmm. i would like to talk about that and let people know what it was like for me and how i got kind of like peer pressured into it and if you don't talk about it then it adds this mystery and that's like what our podcast is against like shaming people and and people keeping people in the dark exactly i've yeah. done acid one time so i don't i don't have a lot of experience but i've done shrooms a couple of times and then i just do weed. no no other hard drugs no other hard drugs have you had that talk with your parents about have you told them that you, you tried shrooms or um, whatever you did? i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> yeah my my mom has experienced you know some stuff too i think my both my parents have experienced some stuff and i think that Good. like i think that having an open dialogue whether because the thing is like wine is a drug you know like coffee's a drug drug. coffee's a drug food is a drug like everyone's doing Mm -hmm. drugs in some sort of way Ah, yeah so how did they feel about this song that i didn't tell my dad about it it's at all because i wanted to what i wanted to do was sign like a huge record deal and then be like surprise yeah surprise but then my brother showed uh or i think my dad found it somewhere because it was getting so big um oh damn yeah I, I um, love I love when I asked you to come on the show and and I said do you have any questions you're like no I like surprises yeah I've never gotten that before we we've asked that I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people I don't know thousands but hundreds of people that come on the show no one said oh I like surprises I don't I don't I don't want to <laughs> I well, don't want, they, I have no questions for you because I'm ready I'm ready like people oh, gosh I wish people were more open like the th- my favorite podcast is Joe Rogan podcast. Because that's one of the only places that there's no PR person. Like you have to, there's a reason why only certain people go on. Cause like PR people, usually when interviews happen like this, they're like on the side saying like, no, you can't say that. No, you can't say this. Like, yeah. like that. It's one of the only places where you get the real, that's why people get fans when they go on that show. Cause, or lose fans because they show who they really are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the same with the Howard Stern show. Although yeah. that was kind of like pushed out of people. Yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah, to. Yeah. Naturally offered. So, what were your what was your dad's response when he saw that 
your your song was popping. He was off. like, "Good job, love the song. You got a lawyer?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got a lawyer." And then we were like, "Peace, dope." That, <laughs> that was that, that is exactly the response I I, I asked Kendra Lust, the porn star, what yeah. her dad said when he found out she was in, going into porn. He just goes, "You got a good accountant." Yeah, well, th- yo, those porn stars, like OnlyFans, porn stars, they make some money, dog. That's the epitome of diving. Like, I sometimes I look yeah. at porn stars and I'm just like, you guys have it figured out so hard and you're so authentically yourself that it's yeah. really just imposing on other people. That's how authentically they have it. That's I've talked why to some porn I, stars. That's why I love yeah. porn stars. That's why I love porn stars. I do. Yeah, one of my seriously. best friends is one. Uh, uh, yeah. An iconic one. I love porn stars because they're like no bullshit. They're going to tell you how it is. It's exactly. going to be a great, intimate, funny conversation. And yep. there's no no bullshit and talking about your grandchildren and everything else. You're going to get straight, yeah. honest, honest, hearted, lighthearted, funny, and real experiences. That's awesome. I am amazed that you're – so not only is this mindset, I think, a very mature one and a fearless one, mm-hmm. But it's amazing that you're able to infuse this into your song. You get yeah. like on TikTok, you literally get 15 seconds to to share this song, maybe a little longer. You get a minute, minute. Um, I do a minute. A minute. So I, the one I still, did with you was I only did minute, 15 seconds. I think. That oh, was dope. It. That's awesome. No, 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 no. In one fucking minute, you're able to convey this exact mindset. It's unbelievable. Um, I think it's practice. I think that I've tried, like, on like. And it's my desire to. Some people don't know what their desire is when they're making art. They don't want to be authentically themselves or they have this persona that they're putting on that they're trying to convey, which is hard. It's a little bit taxing when you're not being truly yourself unless you love it, right? Like, Mm. I think Lady Gaga is like that a little bit where she had this like huge persona, but then like one of her biggest hits is like Shallow where she's just being herself singing a song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's taxing being like, putting on a character and even though Tiberius is a name I made up it's kind of like more me because it's like this is the artist that I thought I was going to be you uh, know it's a, cool, call me, it's a cool yeah. name too by the way like my real name's Tyler but people my mom calls me Ty my dad calls me Ty my friends call me Ty so I was just but like you don't just... spell it that way yeah I, I, <laughs> I put a little eye on it to make it sexy because <laughs> 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 I was like I'm, I'm an artist I gotta have a sexy artist name like come on I like yeah, it. hell yeah yeah man I uh, well, how did how did that become your main motivator to get that authenticity out? Um, because nothing else, I don't think anything else works. Nothing else works. Either you do something that is completely left, like I said, like Lady Gaga or some of these rappers who are wearing gold chains and shit like that, and you talk about cool shit or extravagant shit that people have not experienced but they want to experience, or you talk mm. about your own experience. That's you exactly know? it. And you know what? I think that you can mix it up on TikTok more than any other platform. Cause like yeah. I've done things like I just recently did a Filipino dance, which I found out later on. I didn't realize this. It, it was a vagina. It meant a vagina. <laughs> I didn't know. How was I supposed to know this until I talked to a Filipino woman? She's like, you know, it means vagina. I'm like, but it was so fun just doing that dance. And I just like, sometimes you're in a bad mood and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do a TikTok dance. I'm going to look through, scroll through a bunch of that stuff and find something that I can just like either lip sync you can sing a song like you sound great because you're lip syncing someone else's song. Yeah, exactly. You can do it with people throughout the whole entire world, and mm. it's in in 15 seconds you can immediately get a, like a huge, 
huge spike of, of uh, followers and likers, or you get nothing, or it's like falls flat on your ass, but it doesn't matter because you can just do another TikTok. That's the that's the mentality that you got to have is like, I think a lot of people get burnt out because maybe they get seven TikToks in a row that get 100 views. But like, if you keep going, it, TikTok is the epitome of like marathon. It is a marathon. Instagram is like, very directly correlated to your what kind of platform you already had in the past that people have you know connected with but with tiktok you can literally create this platform every single day if you want to and Mm -hmm. i love that about like there will never at least right now i don't think unless there's like a vr space that we go into there's never going to be another algorithm like tiktok that is so easily accessible for people to start a career in you know mm-hmm. cam yeah, have i those... not been telling you this <laughs> yeah i mean those guys those guys that i was the, the fountains uh, spit, spitting into each other's mouths yeah. with did the same marathon on tiktok and you now they have five hundred thousand. i think they're almost up to like a million followers that's and it's I, fucking crazy you know what they could probably do and this is how i think right everybody that i talk to i think about how they could monetize what they love and maybe you love spitting mm-hmm. into someone's mouth. That is the craziest thing ever. But oh, like, God. you can make a shirt of a guy spitting into another guy's mouth. Oh, they you have can it. make a you can make a podcast about what it's like to like train for that uh, like audition yeah. experience. You could make content around. You can make YouTube content. You could go on the streets and ask people questions. Like, there's there's so many ways to monetize everything. Are you sure you're no. not related to Gary V? No, nah, I mean I might be his black little brother. That's not so little. I'm, I'm pretty. It weird. is. I love that. It, that it's also like music seems very important to you, mm-hmm. but it's it's really the the value system underneath it. it it's You're almost right, like Cam. that could have that could have gone into a, a lot of different directions. You, you could write poetry yeah. and you would be a hit. A hit. I mean. It's, it, it, you're great at music. Don't get me wrong. You had a really mm-hmm. nice voice, and and the the structure of that song is incredible to me. But it's that authenticity that keeps coming out that makes it so special. Yeah, and I think I kind of I kind of like backed into that one. I, I, you know what happened? But the girl that I was dating at the time, she, I had a song. It was called "Face in the Crowd," and it was very inauthentic. It was not my proudest moment, just because I listened to the song and I didn't enjoy listening to it. Oh. Um, and that's like my biggest red flag. It's like if how I know a song is ready is if I can listen to the whole thing without cringing. I'm never like, and then I know it's good if I can like vibe out to it. But I was cringing the entire time I made that song, and I think that. The reason why I didn't like it is because the value system wasn't like I just can't do it. I literally can't fake it. I can't fake it. I, I can I can talk about faking it and put it in a song, but I can't fake it for real. It's like faking an orgasm mm. for crying out loud. You don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is like I wish I could. I like that. That's the thing I love about SoundCloud rappers is they rap about having money until they get it. You know, like <laughs> that is all you have to do, all you have to do is do it creatively and then you'll figure it out. Or you have to just jump two feet in, get a face tattoo. That's another thing. People with face tattoos, porn stars, face tattoo people yeah. probably have great conversations together because they <laughs> all, they're probably just looking at each other like, yeah, we did this shit. We, we are, are authentically ourselves. Yeah. It's so right. So we do have one other question we want to ask you and that is, and we ask all our guests this, have oh. you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Never. I mean, I don't think I have. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so lucky. I might be the luckiest person in the world. 
that you've um, never experienced that? Never experienced that. I always had a room that I also didn't bring girls over to my parents' house. So maybe did it like one time. I was very distanced my my um, my dating life and my parents. You kept a boundary. I went up. to college. Yeah, until recently. Now they see girls that I've. But then also I live in downtown LA, so it's different. Um, but I did have sex. This is another reason why I like sex talks with my mom. My, when I was younger, she made me read a book called What's Going On Down There. And I thought that was hilarious. And I yeah. just. <laughs> Everything you're learning. It's a great title. What's going right? on down there? Yeah, yeah. What's going on down there? You got there, all right? your moves from that book. Um, I got some moves from. I mean, I got my knowledge from that book. It talks about like what happens to you when you're growing up. I think I read it when I was like 12. And my mom was like, we need to read this book. <laughs> but it's interesting you didn't read it that. with your dad you read it with your mom um yeah I, I i don't i didn't even think about it like that but yeah i think my dad was like just figured out I guess. learn on the streets i, I think that's pretty common yeah. that one parent takes control and yeah you know, so like, yeah. like when cam department. came in and asked me about sex when he was probably younger than that though and my husband just turned over and pretended like he was sleeping so was, give me that <laughs> give me the opportunity to educate him there you go. I mean, maybe you were the, maybe that's how it was meant to be. You probably did a really good job. You're talking about sex every day with him now. Mm-hmm. Still going on, still man. Still going on. I'm still experiencing <laughs> that fucking sex. Four hundred episodes later. This has been such a fun interview. I want to thank you thank for coming on. Thank you so on. much. This has been great. Oh, no, no problem. How do people find your song, and what can they expect in the future? Well, I have a whole EP, but I have a couple of singles coming out for um, the Ty Verdes project, which is going to be awesome. Um, so I have. Single coming up, probably, I don't know. Guys, this is hard. Stuck in the Middle is growing every single day. And I want to put out more music, but I don't want to distract from Stuck in the Middle. Mm, so I have, uh, so I'm like, I'm putting a date on, and this is me being completely honest. Some artists will be like, oh, this is the date, and then they'll lie about it. But I'm actually telling, like, I don't really know. But we're aiming for like October 30th around there for the next single. Because we still want to, we still think Stuck in the Middle's got so much more to go. I think it could really get on Billboard. Like, that was the whole goal in the beginning. I said I wanted to be on Billboard, so let's I, do it. I 100% am convinced this, this thing is going to go to number one. It's, <laughs> I'm it's so a, fucking it's, catchy. It's, it's like, it's not the kind of, it's like some songs you hear and you're like, oh, I heard it and then whatever. This one, it's like I, I, I got on Zoom with Cam this morning getting ready for this interview and I hear it playing in the background. And I'm like, turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. man. But then I have an EP and then uh, Ty Verdes just going on all my socials. It's Ty Verdes. Um, but thank you for the compliment on the song. I really think it has some, you know, legs on it. It's so. your golden goose. It's my golden goose. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you thank so much you. for coming on. You're a blast to talk to and your stuff is awesome. Maybe would you like to stick around to see and what you make. do a little Patreon bonus? Do it. I don't know what that means, but uh, well, I'll okay. do whatever Patreon thing that you need to do. Thank <laughs> you to all our sneaky freaks for tuning yeah, in. Sneaky freaks Join us for fans. a little Patreon bonus episode at patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Sneaky oh, fuck freaks. yeah. You're n- yeah, dude. Ty, what? you are now official member of the Sneaky Freak family. Sneaky You're freaks. a fucking sneaky freak. Okay, this is this is mine. Ready? Some fucking dude made it up in my live. Mine is the Tide Pods, right? Crazy. Oh man, the Tide Pods. I keep thinking about the Tide Pods that people were swallowing. That's why. That's why it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if I was able to realize the connection, it's it's a winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe that you were able to realize that connection before I was. You live oh, in this TikTok Cam, universe, she, Damn, Cam, she's showing she, you out. She got me so quickly. <laughs> Unreal. 
That's 90, awesome. Ninety nine percent of the time, Cam gets it. Okay, believe me, it's very <laughs> rare that I'm going to catch on before him. Anyway, all so right. We'll stay see, tuned. We'll see you at Patreon.com/slash/SexTalkWithMyMom. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening to all those who left reviews. We love you to the moon. If you want to help us out, go to ratethispodcast.com slash mom and help us leave, leave a rating and review. Um, and it better be a good we'll one. Read it on our show. We got a golden goose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ty, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. No. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, hey. Fight, turning and making up. Making up turns into love, turns into love, turns into forever. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.